When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So this is, I would put it this way. Season on the brink. What's next? What are you going to do with the trade deadline? What's AJ Preller's future? What's Bob Melvin's future? And what decisions will Peter Seidler have to make if this continues the way it's going? Because right now, um, the Padres are in a position where it's hard to envision they dig out of this. Let's put it that way, and I'm putting it very nicely. John and Jim with you. It is the wrap-up show Sunday night. Padres lose a series to the lowly Nationals who were 3-14 and 14 in their last 17 games coming in. They'll get the Pirates Tuesday. Pirates have dropped 12 of 13. They'll be in Pittsburgh for a three-game series. Don't hold your breath. Padres lose today 8-3. Lost yesterday, shut out in front of a sellout crowd. We were there. Three consecutive sellouts, completely lifeless on Saturday and Sunday. As you make your way in, please subscribe. Year-round content for Padres fans, even following days like today. Smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. We appreciate the supers. I saw a super earlier, I think from James Pressy. I can't find it anymore. James, if you want to comment, you don't have to contribute with the super. We'll get your first comment on here during the wrap-up show. But we appreciate the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you want to weigh in, if you want to control the narrative here tonight, um, if you want to vent, if you want heads to roll, we appreciate the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you want to become a member, Click the join button, but an awful weekend for the Padres, who are four games under 500 and seven games out of a playoff spot. Seven games out of a playoff spot. I said Friday that they essentially need to beat the shit out of this Nationals team this weekend. There was no question about it. They, they needed to win this series and kind of win it big. Started out great on Friday. Friday, you're thinking to yourself, here we go. This is, this is what you need, right? Score 13 runs. Back-to-back games with 10-plus runs. Um, maybe they're going to, like, I don't know, play inspired baseball for once this season. And then we were there Saturday night. It was a fucking joke. This team is pathetic. They are. They have no fight. They have no heart. They have no grit. They're not fun. There's 
really not many redeeming qualities about them. Um, there's nothing about this team that makes me excited to watch them play baseball on a day in and day out basis. Like as a team, if you're talking about individuals, I could argue, you know, uh, Tatis and Soto to an extent. And, you know, if I like watching Musgrove pitch, but as a collective, there is nothing about this team that is fun. There is nothing about this team that makes you excited. There is nothing about this team that screams that they that they're gonna fight back into this. Nothing. So at this point in the season right now, um, to me it feels over. It does. It just does. Now they could change. There's 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 a lot of time left, and by a lot of time I mean there's eighty six games remaining, right? And if you want to, and if, okay, 85. And if you want to, you know, use the, the stupid, well, the 2019 nationals were in the same exact spot. Well, actually they're not anymore. Um, You can go ahead and do that. But from what I've seen on this field and, and I think a lot of people would agree that there's just no redeeming qualities about this team to give you any hope that they're going to make the postseason this year. And we're frankly going down a path of what Kevin AC wrote two weeks ago in tectonic shifts with this organization. Yeah, but the question is, and, and as you make your way in, thank you for being here. Please subscribe, and we appreciate the supers. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. James said the first of the night, even though this isn't a super. He had one earlier. The worst part about today was the guy we traded away, striking out the guy we got in return three times. Made the team look foolish. Hashtag bring back Gore. You tweeted something from Dennis Lynn um, just a few moments ago when he published this article. It's like, if by the way, if you're heading down this path, it's like, well, who's going to be the GM to direct you down this path of the trade deadline? We know the answer. It's going to be A.J. Preller. But yes. will he be the general manager in 90 days? Um, Dennis Lynn writing this. These are just facts. Padres are 8-30 when they don't score first. They're 5-13 and 13 in one-run games. That's the worst in the majors, by the way. They're 0-6 next running games. That's the worst in the majors, by the way. They're 3-31 and 31 when trailing after six innings. They're 4-34 and 34 when they score three or fewer runs. Okay, three or fewer, not two or fewer. So, I mean, and then you put translation, they have zero fight. I mean, it's been the story of their season. They're front runners. If they score the first couple of runs, they'll win. If they don't, they'll lose. Not a good sign because, I mean, look at what's happened here this year. I mean, they go down by a run. It feels like they're down by 10. Even today, down one nothing. They had to fight their way back to get to 1-1. And then they just rolled over. Um, 619 Cam, thank you for the super chat as well and your membership. He says, embarrassing and there's no chemistry as a team. They rarely put all the pieces together and there is nothing that tells us they can go on a big run. It sucks, man. I, I think this is how Padres fans feel. It's just, I mean, 80 disappointing games, halfway points. To your point, I don't, I don't think it is over. Um, but they're going to have to show us a lot to prove that it isn't over. I mean, they have a lot to prove to themselves and this fan base before you can buy into them. And to play like this against the Nationals at home, after playing like this against the Royals at home, after playing like this against the Rockies this year, and it goes on and on and on, there's just not a lot of faith, I think, if you've been watching this team this year. None. And I, I said to start the show, at this point in the season, what with what we have seen them do, it feels over. There is time, but there is nothing that this team has shown anybody that, that, that they can do it. And if they do it, good on them, and they'll prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. But at this point in the season, I'm saying that it feels like it's going down the path of being over very, very soon. 
like to the point where you could potentially be looking at tra- uh, selling at the deadline. Uh, like it, it yeah. feels that if they don't flip that switch and go into overdrive, like if they don't go zero to 60 here, like right now, they're going to be potentially questions asked about, Hey, should they trade Blake Snell? Should they trade Josh Hader? Because what's the point? There's no point. Oh, I mean, th- those two players would be the the first two you'd move. I mean, I think if you're still three, four under in at the end of July, there's no question. I think you absolutely move Josh Hader. I think you absolutely consider moving Blake Snell. The, the two moves I wouldn't make today as we sit here on June whatever, 25th. Here are the two moves I personally wouldn't make today, and I think everything is on the table. And I know you're going with this. Are you, are you, okay, write it Ready? down. Seriously. Hold or, on. Or, so, and then hold it up. Okay, write it. Seriously, go get a, go get a, hold a on, pen. my phone. Okay, put the, it in your notepad. The two moves that you don't make right now? The two things, yes. It, uh, yes, I'll give you two players. Hold on. Okay. Is and it, I would give you three, but here are the two. Well, uh, these aren't really players. <laughs> well, I'll give you players. So write down players. Okay, players? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um... Two players? Two, uh, yeah, even three I'm going to give you. I only have one. Okay. Well, I'm not moving Juan Soto. That's why I just sure said Juan Soto. Down. All right. I wrote Soto. I'm not. I'm not doing it. You're going to tell me I, we can get more value now than we can a year from now. <clears throat> I'm not doing it. No. I'm not, I'm not going down that path with Juan Soto because there's no way anyone wants to punt on 2024 if you punt on 2023. And I'm going mm-hmm. right down that path again in 2024 with Juan Soto. And I didn't move heaven and earth to bring him here to move him in a year. So I'm keeping Juan Soto, and we can have that conversation. And I'm keeping two prospects, Ethan Salas and Jackson oh, Merrill. I'm not okay, chasing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not chasing this thing down. I'm not willing to do it. Unless they mm-hmm. go 20 and 10 over the next 30 games or better, I'm not chasing this damn thing down. If I'm A.J. Preller, mm-hmm. and I'm not, if I'm Peter Seidler, I'm not letting A.J. Preller chase this down by moving my future again. So right. those are the moves I'm not making. I was going to go with the moves yep. that you don't make now is – firing melvin or firing preller no not now because it would be literal suicide if you fired aj preller right now three weeks before the draft and it would also be suicide if you fired bob melvin and gave preller another manager to hire or at least an opportunity to put someone in his spot yeah but dude i'm with you but real quick it's like your pi- the guy piloting your plane announced he's, you know, quitting, but you're already midair because the draft is important for your future and the trade deadline's important for your future. They're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. I honestly. Agree. Like they're in such a rock and a hard place right now with the with the state of this franchise that AJ Proler it's it's yet to be seen, but at this moment in time feels like he's completely fucked it with the moves that he's made. And and honestly, like if we're being truthful here cuz that's what we are, like it's hard for me not to put some of this blame on 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 Peter Seidler as well. Well, what, what's your okay, what's your what's your elevator pitch on Peter Seidler's accountability right now? That he was a part of the driving force to sign Bogarts and give Cronenworth this extension and give Manny the the contract that he got. I mean, that's that's all definitive and factual that I mean, he's got to sign off his ownership. These are massive deals. I think every owner of baseball has to sign off on deals. Like I, that. I, I didn't say none of those deals happen without Peter Seidler. Do you well, think he's the owner? 
Do you think they happen without Peter Seidler? I mean, I don't think the Jake Cronenworth extension on its face is crazy at 10 or 11 a year. Of course, he's been awful, so it looks terrible. Well, also, um, too, Bogarts. I, do I think that Peter Seidler was the driving force behind Xander Bogarts? No, because, I mean, was he also the driving force behind Aaron Judge and the driving force behind Trey Turner? I mean, he just wanted to spend money, and it was cool to spend it on anyone. You know for a fact, though, he was the driving force with Manny Machado. You know well, yeah. for a fact. No, I agree, but, but I, I, don't have a, I really don't have a problem with it. I mean, what's yet to be seen? I really don't. Uh, I think that when Preller is going to him and saying, "Hey, uh, we want to sign. We're thinking about signing this guy. Do you have the budget? Do we have the budget mm-hmm. to do that?" And instead of Peter Siler saying, "Like, I don't know about that, AJ," he's just writing it off. Like, "Hey, yeah, sure, go do it." I'm not putting all the blame. I'm not even putting a huge chunk of blame on Siler, but at some point. There has to be accountability on all fronts, ownership down. And to this point as well, if we're going to blame A.J. Preller for this mess as much as we do, who in the organization as of right now that we know of has the most faith in a guy that we're blaming for everything? That's Peter Seidler. So at some point, how can we not look at Peter Seidler as saying, look, How can you not see what is happening right in front of your own eyes with a GM who should not be a general manager, who a guy that doesn't know how to build a cohesive roster with the money that you're giving him, but yet you have 100% faith in that guy? There's something that has to be be questioned about that as well. But hold on. But but you just said yourself you would never move Peter Sather in the middle of the year. So, AJ yeah, the Preller. last time we heard from – you never move A.J. Preller in the middle of the year. Last time we heard from Peter Seiler, he had complete faith in A.J. Preller. Well, it's been 90 days. We haven't heard from him since the beginning of and the I, season. And I said, I said that, to we know, that we know of. I didn't say that he definitively did. I said at, that, as what we know and what we have heard from Peter Seiler, he has had 100% faith in A.J. Preller. Could that have changed? Absolutely. But from only thing that we have known Peter Seiler to talk about A.J. Preller is with 100% faith. Yeah, but the only the only thing that matters is what happens once the season ends because you, you don't fire a general manager in the middle of the season. <laughs> I'm not saying and, to do that. No way okay, else so, they do so that. Then you, so then what are we putting on Peter Seidler? The season already started. He spent more than any owner in the history of the franchise. What are you putting on him? The Machado extension, which everyone, including you and me, wanted. I'm I hey man, I when you lose like this with the money that you paid, then put it I, on the people in charge of baseball operations. Who hired those people? No, AJ Preller's been there even before Peter Seiler was majority owner. But Peter, but Peter Seiler so had an opportunity it. to let AJ Preller go after 2021, and he did. But in 2022, they went to the National League Championship Series, so it's kind of hard to be critical after that. But what happens this year, John? If this season goes down the hill, that well, then maybe he fires him, and then wouldn't you say, well, he made the right decision? Because after then 2022, you weren't going to get rid. I'm of not. Him. I'm not being definitive here. I'm just saying, like, if you this thing, definitive. I'm not sounding. I'm not saying it's definitive, John. I'm telling you that if. There's a big if there. Well, everyone's if saying that. If the, down this everyone's road, saying that. It'd be hard not to everyone's also blame that. Peter Seidler as well. well. Who's not saying that? You weren't. Yes, I am. If he gets, fu- I'm just saying. I'm saying this. I would fire him at the end of the year if they don't make the postseason. I can't guarantee he does. I'm not Peter Seidler. So everyone feels the same way. Everyone feels as if AJ Preller can't keep his job after 2023. I can't guarantee what Peter Seidler does if he doesn't get rid of him then I think you question what his motives are and why he's not getting rid of them. But until then, 
I'm not going to criticize the owner right now. MVP Tatis, thank you for your super. He says, how in the world has Cronin Worthless started every game except two? GM putting the lineup in each day. Cronin they have nobody else. They, they really don't. I mean, look, look at this roster. They really don't. That's the best point. They really don't. Who are you starting there? Nelson Cruz? Nobody. It's not happening. Like, yeah. It, Who are you starting? I mean, Jake Cronin <laughs> has been Brandon has Dixon, been a, a disaster. And you're like, bad. why the fuck did you have to sign him to a, that extension? Oh, it wasn't a half dollars. That was a reach. 100%. But that's the thing. Is like, did you really have to do that right then and there? No. no. Of course not. I mean, you didn't have to sign Machado. You didn't have to. No. Get and, your and, left. You didn't have and, to. And it felt like maybe, do you think that, that, like I said, the reason that got done was one person alone, and that was, yeah, Peter but, Seidler. But everyone was questioning the future of Manny Machado. He was coming off a second in the MVP voting situation heading into camp. I mean, there was no reason to really... I mean, wasn't... Er- t- tell me, if you're here in the chat right now and you're being honest, who didn't want a Manny Machado extension at the beginning of this year? Who? I don't recall people saying that. I don't. I don't recall anyone saying they didn't want a Manny Machado extension. No one. Do Not one that, person. Do you think that the entire organization was behind it, though? Well, I don't know about the length and the terms, but I don't recall anyone saying once he got the extension, mm, reach. No, I didn't mm. either. I didn't either. But me and you, we don't matter. <laughs> the, what what matters is the thought process that goes on in the organization. What I'm telling you is, do you really think that one? Well, why are we saying though? Okay, so we should have trusted the president of baseball operations to make the decision, but we don't trust the the president of baseball operations to make the decision. Well, so I if mean, it was on Preller, he wouldn't have done it. I don't know. I don't know. We don't want Preller. I don't know if he would have done it or not. It, it, didn't, it didn't look like he was going to do it until Sider stepped in and said, it's his number one priority. Number one priority. Yeah, but that's hard to be critical of, I think. I mean, I, I, going back, you've got to remember, you've got to put yourself in the shoes of that, of Peter Seidler in that exact moment. Who didn't want Manny Machado locked up? Who wanted to mortgage the future of the Padres by not knowing where Manny Machado was going to be at the end of 2023? Who predicted Manny Machado's worst year as a pro? I don't know. It's easy with hindsight to say, hey, the Machado deal doesn't look good. But I'm not talking about me and you, John, or any fan. I'm talking about people in the organization. Well, But what was wrong with Manny Machado signing? Do you know... And you've read. Who cares if Peter Souther was a pro? But what's the problem with it? Manny Machado could go on to be a two-time MVP. No. We, we want, Manny, Mach- we want but, Manny Machado out of the organization because he's bad three, had a bad three months. You're asking me if who had a problem with it. And I'm telling you who potentially had a problem with it. Yeah. AJ Preller had in, a problem with extending no, Manny not, Machado. Not AJ Preller, but people who? in the organization who? that AJ Preller employs. To who make, cares? Help make who decisions. cares? That's like saying that's like saying, "Hey, iHeartRadio, their their sports talk hosts don't like some narrative or director. Who cares? These people are peons. They're not peons. Yes, they are. Josh Stein's not a peon. The, AJ Preller runs everything. He was promoted to president two years ago. It's he's the final say, or Peter Seidler's the final say. Anyone that so, works for them, the heavy is the head that wears the crown. Right. It doesn't matter. I, I know, but you're not going to listen to the people that you employ to help you make these decisions. Do you listen to Ben Fadden? Thank you. I but mean, that's just employ- how hierarchy works. We, I'm not employing Ben Fadden to help me <laughs> but do you my get job. my point. That there's 57 people in the, in the front office that work for AJ Preller. Right. Who knows it, what their opinions were on the subject, all of them. 
So the point is that it's who gives a fuck what anybody in the organization thinks. What does that even mean, Jim? Now you're talking, we're talking in crazy circles. What does that even mean? I mean, I don't know what Josh Stein's opinion was on signing Eric Hosmer, nor do I care. Well, it would turn out to be a bad one. (laughs) Mark Jones, thank you. He says, I've had my popcorn ready all evening for this wrap-up show. Question, how will we actually look back at this season and compare it to other Padres seasons, 2021-2019? Thanks for all you guys do. I'd put it, I mean, you can't compare it to 2019. They had no expectations. I wouldn't even compare it to 2021 because they didn't have this collection. They weren't spending like this. I mean, this would be the biggest disappointment in the history of the franchise for me. Easily. This this is <laughs> right. this is a joke. I mean, like I said, this team has no identity, no fight, no heart. They're gutless. They're just one of the biggest front running teams that you've ever seen. They are in a two way race for most pathetic, disappointing franchise with the Mets right now. And frankly, it's anybody's game at this point, but I wouldn't put it past the Padres to be the most disappointing uh, team of the year. Oh, it'll be a fun race between St. Louis, New York and San Diego in the second half of the year. I can't even put St. Louis in there because they didn't go out and do what the Mets and the Padres did this offseason as far as spending money goes. There's no way I could put the Cardinals there. Are they disappointing? Absolutely. But the expectations from the the Padres and the Mets side were both like, hey, we're going to meet up in the NLCS and one of us is going to go to the World Series and one of us is going to win it. And now we're going to meet up in the lottery. Probably not going to make the postseason, either one of them. Yeah, it's been. I'm with you. I think that's well said. JD Gasha, thank you for your super. He says, I don't get this team, WTF, and I'm no fan. Thank you, JD Gasha, for hanging out. There's no way to just to understand this team. We've both said it for weeks. I mean, I literally was saying it in April. There's something off. There's something wrong. I still feel that way. I don't know exactly what it is. I do think it's a bad clubhouse dynamic for whatever reason. I don't think Bob Melvin can get through to his team. I don't think the team is motivated like they should be. I, ju- I just don't for whatever reason. Um, I don't think they've been coached terribly well, despite what Manny Machado said Friday. Hey, these coaches are up till three in the morning. It doesn't matter. So I, I think the accountability is everywhere. Coaching staff, players, GM. I'm not putting as much blame on ownership as maybe others would, but that's fair to look there at the end of the season if this team misses out. But, I mean, it's top to bottom stuff. It's it's not just A.J. Preller. It's not just Peter Seiler. It's not just Manny Machado. It's not just the coaches. It's not just Bob Melvin. It's everyone holds a level of accountability for this ridiculously poor level of play to this point. This this uh, quote in uh, Dennis Lynn's article tonight yeah. I thought it was pretty telling, and it kind of just puts together everything that I've been saying like from the very beginning because I think it matters. Padres president of baseball operations, A.J. Proler, has assembled easily the three most expensive rosters in franchise history. But almost nine years into his tenure, he is clearly responsible for more flash than major league substance. Yeah, I mean, sure. 2015, 2021, 2022. Yeah. 2022, I thought was good. Or 2023. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's why I'd say more often than not. Yeah, not 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 only. I wouldn't say all nine years have been abject failures, but I would say there's a lot of failures in there, including this year. No question about it. Because once you go back and whenever this thing ends for Preller and the Padres, you go back and I, I would look at the rebuilding years and 
how did those rebuilding years help this franchise for the long-term future? Right. You could say maybe they helped with one NLCS run. Is that good enough? Personally, I don't think so. And then you would look at the amount of money that he's spent or the money that you know he's used from Peter Seiler to pay for this roster. And then you got to think to yourself, was it all, was it smart money spent or was it just like being reckless? And at this point in time, it feels like more reckless than smart. Yeah, I think that's well said. Tom, thank you for your super. He says, who do you sell at the trade deadline if this continues? I mean, like we were talking about a, a bit, Tom, off the top of the show. I mean, I think everything would be at least open to a possibility. Although I wouldn't, to the, use your word like reckless, I'd be careful at the trade deadline, not to make too many decisive decisions that are going to impact my 2024. You got to sell tickets in 2024. And you're not lowering this payroll 50% between 2023 and 2024. Um, if there's one thing they've done well, it's market. They may not be winning, but I saw 135,000 people there this weekend. So they're not winning, but they need to sell tickets. And I can't punt on 2024 and I've given Darvish money like I have and Musgrove and Tatis and Machado and Bogarts. I mean, 2024 is a huge year for the Padres, no matter who is the general manager, no matter who is the manager, no matter who is on the team. It's going to be a massive year for the Padres. So, I mean, I'm moving pieces that are not under control beyond 2023 automatically. I would move Josh Hader in a heartbeat. I would do it even before mm -hmm. the trade deadline. I'd move Blake Snell for the right offer. Absolutely. Um, and you don't have that much flexibility, Jim, because you got like 200 million committed in payroll. But anyone that you're not committed to, I'd move. But then if you're, you're also, in the spot. If you're but, in the spot, yeah. But you know, then you're looking at they're in such a weird spot because you know, if if this turns into a situation where Preller becomes a lame duck and we all like know it and mm -hmm. it's kind of like everybody knows it type of thing how can you honestly trust or anything with what AJ what at the trade deadline for anything that AJ Peller could do? Cause we know how reckless he can be. And we know how, um, uh, you know, how he wants to pretty much make the big time splashes. How can you in good faith give him that opportunity if he becomes a lame duck at the trade deadline? Okay. But it's, so I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, but so you're saying though, because he's failed at his job, I wouldn't give him the opportunity, or you'd be worried that he would be mortgaging the future of the franchise to protect his job. One, I don't think he would be doing that, but also, I just, for whatever move he made, it, you know, if I'm the new guy that comes in here, he's probably going to look at that like, Fuck, I don't want that. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you'd want the new guy to make the moves that Preller was going to make, but it's so hard because you can't trade Blake Stone and Josh Hader in the offseason because those guys are free agents. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't do that. It's a, They're in such a fucked spot that it feels like this is going to come down to what we all think is going to happen is that AJ Preller's got to go uh, if they don't turn this around. Um and making him or giving him the chance to make these moves and such big time moves. It's like, man, that's a tough spot. If you're in for, if you're Peter Seidler, that's where Peter's influence becomes. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see the oversight there because I would say this, 
If you're seven games out of a playoff spot a month from now and four games under 500 or worse, and if you don't move Blake Snell and or Josh Hader, that's complete negligence. I know. It so is. So if you held those pieces, well, the next person is accountable. The next person's account. Just just hold, let's hold tight here. Let's hold, Well, no, if you hold tight, you're not getting back pieces in return for Hader. You're not getting back real pieces in return potentially for Blake Snell. So, I mean, it's going to be bizarre. I mean, the onus is basically on the team to perform for the next five weeks to give the GM maybe something to work with where he could try to add a piece or two. That's Here's, here's the way I look at it. I don't think there'll be major movement either way because it's A.J. Preller. Mm-hmm. And you're right, his 2024 isn't guaranteed. So if they play better for a month, I still think if you're Peter Sy, like, yo, 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 sl- slow down here. We're not making some wholesale change. You want to add a reliever? Sure, let's do it. And then if they continue to play like this, I still think it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can we can sell off parts, but not too many. Let's, we could sell a piece or two, but let's not do anything that's drastically changing our 2024. So it's it's going to be really interesting. I just, to, I just to watch play out. I just, um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I just want to hear from Peter Seidler. Like I want to hear from him. And I honestly, I want to hear from AJ Preller too. We've heard, we heard a little bit from him and it was like a quick quote to John Heyman saying the reason why we're not winning is because we're not hitting. Like we can't hit like no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Um, But the problem is you've brought these guys in who can't hit. This is a horrible fastball hitting team. How many, how many years have we said that in a row now that they can't hit the fastball? I mean, I don't don't know if they can hit the curveball. Well, they can't hit anything. <laughs> exactly. They suck against righties. Manny Machado, if you look at his numbers versus right-handed pitching this year, holy shit. Um, yeah. That, that sh- I just am very curious to see if they're going to s- try and spin this thing. There's no spin. No, I think that what they can spin? try. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can't, you can't spin here's on the, your fan base. Here's, here's the only spin that I think they would try and use. What is the once in a generation no, type they're of not gonna do it. They already did that two years ago. Who knows, man? Idiot. You put in, do you put anything past this organization to say that type of shit? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even think you need to spin it. You're playing, you're going to be playing all season. They're going to have 55 sellouts. This team's not even good. They're going to sell out 55 games. Well, the TV starts trying to spin it right now. You don't think they get the, the, the call is, down from the organization? The what is TV? I think the, the TV side spinning it. But my point is, you don't even need to spin it. We're there Saturday night. Everyone's having a great time. They're buying popcorn. They're drinking. You wouldn't even know they're down two nothing. Just seventy four degrees out. Nobody. You know what I mean? Like they're just. It's like everyone. Fans cared. The fans cared. Not Saturday night. I didn't hear. I didn't hear any boos Saturday night. Not one. There was nothing to even contemplate cheering about. Did you hear a boo? 
I heard nothing. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> like, I mean, like, I don't no know how joke. Much care there was Saturday. I felt so like being at Saturday night's game was a, it was awesome, right? We had a great time, mm-hmm. but like, I felt so bad for every person there <laughs> because every bullshit can of corn fly ball, like the crowd was trying There's to like, will, they're trying to will it to go out, like they're just trying to will something to this fucking team to do anything. And this team just folds like a cheap suit all the time. And they give this fan base nothing to be excited about this year. But 45,000 people every night. Like this, this year's team is so pathetic. They're not fun. They're not exciting. They have no heart. They have no fight. They just fold when they go down by one run or two runs, or three runs, and God forbid they have a late-inning comeback because that ain't happening at all. And the players... You and far between. And the players are saying things that seem right, but you know what? It feels like at times they're just going up there and who the fuck cares what happens? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a million things. It's a million things. Uh, JD Gatcha, thank you. Says I was wrong. I thought they had turned a corner. I mean, there's a million times you thought not just JD Gaucho. I mean, everyone here has thought along the way. Hey, back to back ten run games. Um, hey, they won the series against the Rays. Hey, they had a winning homestand. Hey, they've been decent on the road. Everyone's had that moment. Hey, they got four superstars. Hey, their rotation's legit. Hey, they have Josh Hader. Everyone's thought that. But at the end of the day, it adds up to 37 and 41 and no sweep of a three-game series all year, one of three teams. By the way, the other two teams that haven't swept a three-game series, the teams you've lost a series to, the Royals and the Nats. So it's a bad baseball team. Bob Melvin said at postgame, he said, listen, I like to think we're better than we are, but we are who we are. Yeah, you, you, they're, bad. They're, they're, they're a bad baseball team. They're not good. They're not fun. They're not really exciting. And they have no heart and they have no identity. They are a team with no identity, and that's the worst type of professional team that you could be rooting for, is a team with no heart and no identity. And that's the 2023 San Diego Padres. But it's not the 2023 Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, who's the title sponsor of the wrap-up show and a huge supporter of the Padres, lifelong San Diego and Padres fan and a great insurance agent. You can take it from us. I've got my homeowners, my earthquake, and my life insurance through Mark Nimitz. He can save you $750 just by switching your insurance, folks. $750 or more, whatever it is. You can get a free quote online. Click the link in the description down below. Auto, home, business, life, condo, renters, whatever it is. Earthquake. Mark Nimitz will hook you up. You can get a free quote online. I had to file a quote in 2022 because of, flood, because of a flood in our place. He took care of everything, and I'm not good with that. Mark is unbelievable. He's got great service and communication. He took care of it in an instant. He saved us so much time and money. You, would, you wouldn't even believe how much time and money he saved us. So the next time you have an insurance need, the next time you want to support our channel, support a San Diegan, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He will save you money on a renewal. He will save you money, get you a competitive quote the next time you're looking for a new policy. If you have insurance needs, please get in contact with our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Yeah, all his information is above my head all the time. Mnimitz at FarmersAgent.com. When you reach out to our buddy Mark, let him know that uh, the wrap-up show sent you. All right, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Alex, for your super chat. Thank you guys for hanging out. Please subscribe if you are here. Uh, we appreciate the super chats. Great way to support the work we do day in and day out. If you want to vent, you can do so with a super. Click the dollar sign 
below the chat box. If you want to control the conversation, click the dollar sign below the chat box. Alex says no playoff. AJ need to be gone. No more leash on AJ. I, I, I think it's probably as simple as that at the end of the year, Jim, if they don't make the postseason, he's probably gone. That's, that's got to be the working theory halfway through the season. And if this team this year was like, if I look at the, the standings right now, right? And they started out, this team started out bad, but they're playing better of late. And if I look at the Phillies, all right, they're 40 and 37. Or if the Padres were playing like the Phillies were this year, I think we would all feel much differently. Like this team is underperforming, but I don't know if we would be so vehemently on like AJ Preller's got to go type of thing. It would be like a, well, we've seen, we've seen, we've seen spurts. We've seen it, but they just, they got to put it together, but they're in the mix and they're, they're playing better baseball type of thing. Mm -hmm. And this team's going the complete opposite. And that's why I think even with the NLCS run last year, why it's coming down on Preller's head more than anything. And to, to put it put it all into perspective here, this is not an AJ Preller led team that has been, you know, organization that's been run by AJ Preller for the last four years. This is a nine year thing. And you're nine years in and it feels like you're not any closer than when you started. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're going backwards. And there's been too many hills and valleys with this team with AJ Preller as the general manager. So it's like when you put this much equity and money into a roster and it comes out and performs like the like shit, that's when it becomes like, okay, the heat on Preller is going to get ratcheted to a thousand because that should never happen. It shouldn't. Here's my question, like for, for everyone here live or on replay, and you can put it in the comments. At this point, knowing what you know, like the writing feels on the wall with this team. I think everyone wants them in the postseason because you never know what happens in the postseason. But if Jim's talked about this before, let's say they make the wild cards the sixth team in, the, the last wild card, and then they lose two games in the wild card round. They're done in two games, even in three. They lose in that round. And then Preller's back. So you go 86 and 76, you lose in two games to whomever, then Preller's back. Or they miss out, but there's a whole change in the organization, top down. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's Theo Epstein. I don't know if it's some, you know, Harvard grad we've never heard of that's 29 years of age. I have no clue who would take over. Uh, Peter Seidler, of course, would be the owner either way. I mean, if we know they're going to lose in the wild card round, maybe you'd say, well, I'd prefer the alternative. The reason I think most people want them to make the postseason is you don't know what's going to happen once you're in the postseason. But if you know that they're going to lose in the postseason or they could be out, I think most people probably say, well, I prefer that they're out. So there's a change in direction would be my guess. Mm-hmm. And I can I can already hear it now coming out of the organization is to that they're going to say stress they're going to stress patience with with Preller like no I don't think so pa- with, I mean they're spending I don't, I don't think it's about patience I I wouldn't be shocked if that is a word that I hear patience I mean I don't even know how that's I don't know patient for what. Patience, patience for that Soto to reach his prime. I mean, he's in it. Or no Tatis. patience that the roster that AJ Preller has built is good enough to win a World Series, and that this team is just underperforming right now. But be patient because soon they'll turn it around and be yeah. better. And it could be, it could be next year. Like yeah, it's it, a tough sell. I know it's a tough sell, but you don't. You're, you're telling me that they're not. They're just like definitively not going to say these things. But I'm telling you that don't be surprised if they do. 
Well, again, they're going to do whatever is best for their business entity. Obviously, they're not going to say the same things we're saying. They're not going to be like, this is an abject failure. This team sucks. How can I, I mean, they're never going to say that. No. So, of course, they have to spin it. That's their job. I mean, they're representing their organization. But I think what will happen is if he misses the postseason, he'll be out. And if he makes the postseason, he'll be back. And if he's out, we'll say, listen, it wasn't good enough. That would be my guess. I think that if they make it as the sixth seed with 86 wins and then they're out quickly, that potentially could be the worst thing for this franchise. Well, that's the problem. And that scares me. That that that's that's what I'm thinking right now. You know, that it's it's again status quo. Now, I will say if they make if they win 86 games, that means they're gonna play some damn good baseball for the remainder of the season. True. Right. They're gonna play at a clip that they haven't played in a long time. They're going to be what? 40, no, 50, 49 and 36, 49 and 36. It's not, it's not even that good. I mean, not, it's good, but it's, it's not, not good, legendary. but it's not like, yeah, you're right. If they win 89 games, that would be like really yeah. fucking good baseball. 52 and 33, something like that. 52 and 32, whatever yeah. it is. Um, but guess what? The, the it's not, still six, not good enough, man. The, the final wildcard team right now is trending for 91 wins. Now, that'll change. I doubt 91 is what's necessary. But right now, the final wildcard team is pacing for 91 wins in the National League. That's a huge number that the Padres are not going to reach. Um, you, can't, you can't have two collapses in a three-year span. But, but they haven't. If this happens this year, John. It's not a collapse. It's an awful year. They never had anything to collapse upon. You can't it's have been good. You can't have two yeah, of your most disappointing disaster. You can't have two disasters in a three-year span with the money that you're spending. Yeah, I, the, unfortunately, with this team, unlike 2021, they were never good. At least 2021 was good for half a season. Um, Moni, thank you. Says maybe they should just try cheating at this point. I think the other 29 fan bases would tell you they've already tried that um, over the last 12 months. To be honest. Um, Mark Jones, thank you again. He says, I agree with Jim's Seidler take. Hate to say it, but we look like an organization that hasn't been there and hasn't done that. JV and little brother energy. You just, this team should have, and they tried to just catapult. You love the word catapult, right? I do. Use use the NLCS as a catapult. And for the next six years to be a a perennial playoff contender and honestly compete for national league west titles Mm -hmm. but man does it feel like they catapulted right into the fucking off a cliff it doesn't even feel like that (laughs) is close it's true i mean they've never been good all year when were they good this year and it doesn't feel like the future is good either right you don't you don't feel great about bogart's future you don't feel great about the depth of this team with the organization, with the prospects that you have. I mean, Ethan Salas is not going to be here for another six years, five years. <laughs> Hopefully he's, less than that. But yeah. he's, he's 17 years old, right? Is Jackson Merrill going to be the savior? He's nowhere to fucking put him. Uh, is he, he's not a power guy. Um, who else? Have, I mean, Dylan Lesko, they just drafted the guy. Snelling, they just got him. Like, it, there's nobody else. When you have Matt Waldron pitching a game on Saturday night, because you got nothing. That's an yeah, indictment yeah. on the organization and an indictment on AJ Preller. Well, well, this is where the organization needs to get it right. If you got it wrong in 2023, you have to kind of 
you got to mesh together your veteran roster with moves at this deadline. And again, I'm not putting faith in AJ Preller either to get this right, even if they allow him to do this, if they allow him to do this. But you got to move pieces like Hader and Snell, and you got to have those moves pay dividends. Get players that are capable of performing quickly, even if they start in the upper, upper levels of the minors. Now, again, do we have a lot of faith in AJ Preller pulling off that move? But if you're moving Blake Snell at the deadline, you should get a piece back that can help you in 2024 at the big league level. If you're moving Josh Hader, you should be able to get a piece that has a ceiling on it or a high ceiling on it potentially that might start you know, mid to high levels of the minors. But you're going to have to move some pieces to get pieces that can help you in 2024 and beyond and mesh them with your you know, overly priced payroll to find some level of some level of depth for 2024 because you're right. I think going back at it at this, the exact same way makes no sense. And I really don't think they'll do it to be honest in 2024. There'll be a lot of these pieces back because they have no other options, but they're not going to just run back the same roster. They won't. They'll bring back the stars because they have no other option. And then it's how they complement the stars. That'll be most interesting with whomever's in charge at the time. Yeah. It it just, it, it feels like they're in a damned if you do damned, if you don't, scenario and you kind of feel at this point albeit the big the big caveat is if they turn it around but it doesn't feel like that in this moment you know it kind of feels like the like turning point of this franchise potentially was in the, at the end of 2021, when Peter Seidler gave AJ Preller another opportunity, now he now they created an NLCS run. That's great, but like the long term future of this team, by letting Preller have another crack at this, who knows? Maybe that was the moment that Seidler should have just cleaned house and said, "You know what? That that was that was the that was horrific," and you've got way too many opportunities here we need to start fresh instead he gave him an opportunity and he rewarded him with an nlcs next year but the long-term future of this team feels more worse off now than it did back then you got to remember like you do things you would think differently in san diego than you're going to do like in new york if you look at the history of the franchise for example they've you know they haven't spent like this ever other than like the last two and a half years with all that being said at the end of 2021 if the yankees would have the padres 2021 yeah, Cashman even, right? Red Sox out of well, 2021. for sure, like Aaron Boone. Bye-bye. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're making wholesale changes if you're in like Los Angeles, Boston, Philadelphia, New York. Now, Peter Seidler, for whatever reason, stuck with A.J. Preller. It paid off at least in the short term a year ago by getting to the National League Championship Series, yeah. beating the Dodgers in the postseason, beating the Mets in the postseason. But what does it mean long-term? Well, we're about to find out. Vector, thank you. He says, shouldn't have signed A.J., into 2026 needed to wait. I think it's beyond into 2026. It's either through 2026 or through 2027. So he, he's got some time on this deal. Pick this up right here. Preller got a... Uh... Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, no, I'm going to sneeze. Why is it showing me 2017? Um... Look at the article. It is through 2026 per Kevin AC, the day of okay. the extension through okay. 2026. So you got uh, three more years after this, which means nothing. I mean, they cut ties with like 
Eric Hosmer, who's owed a lot more than AJ right. Preller. I'm not worried about the years. MVP Tatis, thank you. He says, when will Siler address what's going on? That's a, that's a really good question. Will he wait until the end of the season? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, most owners speak throughout the year. Occasionally. And, he, and he typically does, I think. And, and, and Peter Seidler is one of the most optimistic people that you know. But I feel like, man, there has to be a limit here for your optimism. You know, like <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, you're seeing the freaking body on the side of the road that has, you know, broken arm and two broken legs. And you can't be optimistic at that point. <laughs> like you're looking at this body at the Padres and it's like, that don't look good. <laughs> that don't look good. And so I don't know when we're going to hear from him. And my guess would be, it wouldn't be until the end of the season or until they're, until they're officially eliminated. I, I, I think that he is the type of person that is going to have the most optimism about this and won't speak until they're a officially eliminated or until if they make, the, you know, that's the only time he's going to speak is until they're officially eliminated. It'll be interesting. I have no idea. Danny, thank you. He says, uh, if we sell rank, most likely to be traded in order. Okay, Soto, Hater, Snell, Kim. I like this. Also, Kim has been balling. Any chance you guys think we keep him long term? By the way, I would move Kim as well. I would, if this continue, not, I wouldn't do it if they play good baseball. For the next five weeks, a lot's still on the line. If they happen to go 20 and 10, different conversation. If they go 10 and 20, different conversation. But my order there, is Snell, Hater, Kim, Soto. My order is Snell, Hater, yeah, Hater, Snell, Hater, Kim, Soto. Mm-hmm. I think based on return, right? Like Snell is a starting pitcher, should warrant, yes, much more return than a reliever, mm-hmm. like Josh Hader, who should warrant more return than Hassan Kim, who's a good all-around player, although he does have the extra year, so he's got value. And he's controllable. And then Juan Soto, it's like you, you're going to let AJ Preller trade Juan Soto. No, I don't no. see it. I don't see it. Also, uh, you know, they have to give you Darvish a fucking six year contract extension. No, of course not. And <laughs> like, the reason they did it was to probably get the AAV down. All their contracts are about AAV. Yep. And they're trying to, you know, cheat the system or try to be smarter than everybody else, but well, kind of would keep the luxury tax number within reach. But Holy fuck. Did you have to give you Darvish a six year deal? Did you have to give Jake Cronenworth $80 million? Like Jesus, dude, what are we doing? You have to and when it doesn't work out. You're right. I mean, those are the things you look at. They absolutely didn't have to. Cause you know, when they don't usually when these things don't work out, they don't just work. They don't just like work out. Not really. They like work out, don't work out in the biggest way possible. They right. fucking blow up in your face. Um, Royal K Sin, thank you. He says, uh, this series almost makes me miss when the Padres were bad. No expectations, no letdown. I don't know if he means this series or this season, but no, this series is a good point. I mean, we said it Friday. We have no clue which way it's going to go. You think it goes the right way. You're coming home. You get the Nationals. You're playing in front of 45,000 people and it's 75 degrees out. And you play like that. And that's the Padres of 2023. They're completely so nice outside this weekend. So nice. No more Marine layer talk. 
Right. I ain't blaming the Marine Lair. No, it's hard to blame the Marine Lair. No heart. That's what I'm blaming. Yeah, no fight. Jose, thank you for your super chat. He says, FanFest hype making the team look dumb. Maybe we've really got cursed from the Kershaw meme. And what is their record since that day? It is awful. Oof, not good. Awful. Um, Because they were over 500 at that point, a game or two. Whatever their season high was, a game or two, uh-huh. maybe three. I don't blame any fan, anybody in the media, any writer, any broadcaster, none of them, for being as hyped as they and we were at FanFest. That's... I feel like the, the hype was ju- like justified with the players they brought in. Mm-hmm. And maybe we were all blinded to the real problems because we saw the shiniest objects in the world. Maybe. But I don't blame anybody for being as hyped. And, and, and hey, we all look dumb, okay? We're all in the same boat. We all look stupid for thinking this team was going to be good. We all look dumb for thinking that uh, this team could potentially break the single season win record by the Padres. Like we all, we all look dumb and we shouldn't be ashamed for it at all. It's not 19 and 26 since the meme 19 and 26 memes fault. That's the best record of the season was the second they put the meme up on the screen, 18 and 15. (laughs) I haven't been three games over one other time. Tweet that out. Uh, JD's third. No, you should. Um, please do a survey. Do we make the playoffs this year? I can tell you the results. No. <laughs> 93% of people here will say no. Right. And why now, should you vote chances, yes? Here, here's the thing. Fangraphs. Four, prediction. 40%. No, it is right now? Yeah. As of today? Uh, Dennis had it in his article. 40%. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't believe it's that high, to be honest. I know. It says a 6% chance of winning the division. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Crazy high to me. Crazy high. Um, okay, we're going to get back to these supers in a moment, guys. If you're here, please subscribe. If you're here, we appreciate your support. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to all of your super chats here tonight. We do need to thank our partners on the wrap-up show. We told you about Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, our friends at Aura. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge Padres fan. He's a native San Diegan. They've got offices in Liberty Station. There's a great plant-based nutritional company, ORA.organic. If you're looking to get healthier, you should turn to Aura. You can click the link in the description down below or go to ORA.organic. They've got a probiotic I've taken for over a year. I take it each and every day. My wife's been taking it now for over a month. It's a great product for digestion, heart, mental health, which we need now watching the Padres. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have proteins for after workouts. They have pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil, you should take the omega-3 oil from our friends over at Aura. They have sleep pills, immunity pills, and much, much more. You can check it out right now at ORA.organic. But again, if you support our work, if you support this channel, please support our local partners, including our buddy Will at Aura by going to ORA.organic. Yeah, if uh, you don't want to watch this Padres team and you want to get your mind off stuff and you want to go work <laughs> out, um, that's what I do when I get upset about things. I just go work out and go to Aura to get their pre-workout, the raspberry lemonade flavor. It's what I take. It's delicious. Um, it gives you everything that other pre-workouts give you, but also nothing of what other pre-workouts give you because other pre-workouts give you this massive crash after you're done with your workout. This pre-workout doesn't. It's it's completely the opposite of that. It's the best out there. 
You have protein powders. They have everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle. Go check them out. Go check out uh, their website, www.ora.organic and uh, go help out Will, who's a supporter of the channel, lifelong Padres fan, supporter of this uh, of the show. Um, go pick up some stuff and uh, you'll thank us later. A couple of things. And guys, thanks for hanging out. Padres lose to the Nats today at Petco 8-3. Um, Mackenzie, we haven't talked about it. Mackenzie Gore striking out the first six he faced. It was a complete disaster of a game. If you want to talk about it, put a super in and we can talk about it. But there's nothing to really discuss other than everything. But I do like this super here from Carson who says, what was the turning point for this season? Let me give you three. Up, down, and like down, up, down or whatever. Meme, meme day, 18 of 15. Then Odor day against the Red Sox that gets them going for a month. And then I'll give you the turning point. The latest turning point that has this turn sli- this team sliding is Monday night against San Francisco. Monday night at Oracle with a lead in the ninth with Josh Hader and Nick Martinez and Stephen Wilson unavailable. Padres had a 4-0 lead midway through the game, 4-2 in the ninth. They lose the game in 10-7-4. Since that moment, they are 2-5. and five. So I mean that, that's I'm sorry that San Francisco series with all those disasters late. We'll see what impact that has moving forward on the Padres and how they play. I I, I agree with that. I mean Monday night after winning three series in a row, you just took two or three from the best team in baseball record wise. That's right. And how did they lose Monday night? Four nothing lead, four two. They go to oh Garcia. yeah yeah Garcia game right. How could I forget? And then you lose the next night. You have leads in both those games. You lose the next day. One for 12 risk the next day. Yeah, I I would. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one because you're you're one game below 500 and you're playing good baseball. And the 17 and 10 mark is out the window now. (laughs) I mean, they have to win the next. It's impossible. I know they have to win their next. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Okay. 12 and 11. And they have to win their next six game, four games in the month to be 16 and 11, which wouldn't be the end of the world, obviously. No, if that it'd, happens. Be, it'd be great because then they're back yeah. to 500. But Could you um, have faith in that? Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh no. is like the A's. They're 1 and 12 in their last 13. They're awful. If they lose two or three to Pittsburgh here, bro, then at that point, you probably can write them off. Yeah. Unfortunately, so look at this future schedule. Yeah, Pittsburgh, you need to take advantage of. We've said it a million times. Cincinnati is like the greatest team ever created. Those three games will be sellouts this weekend in Cincinnati. Um, and then you come home for the Angels and the Mets. We know the Mets have been disappointing. And then it's the second half of the season. And you start in Philadelphia, Toronto, Detroit. I mean, it, I don't know. I mean, they got, they got to go prove it to us. I don't even care what the schedule says. They just have to go prove it to us. Um, Jason, thank you. Jason says, is AJ a micromanager? This team needs a code code red. Bar of soap and a towel in the gut like a month ago. <laughs> Thanks for the therapy session tonight. Great show. Thank you, Jason. Is he a micromanager? There was that long Dennis Lynn article two years ago that was very um, damning of AJ Preller. You should find it. If you have an athletic subscription, find the article that Dennis wrote about AJ Preller and his operation at the end of 2021. That's all you really need to read. Mm-hmm. And if it's valid and there's no reason to think it isn't because it's written by Dennis Lynn, then, you know, it's extremely damning. Yeah, they. Yeah, 
Yeah, just read read, read Dennis's stuff. <laughs> read that, uh, and it's I, I take that as as kind of what's actual true. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Ruben, thank you. Says, why hasn't anyone been fired? Team is flat. I, I don't know if it, if it would do anything. And now you have an off day tomorrow. Could you have a change with your twenty six man roster? Of course you could. Uh, we've had, we've talked about this before. I mean, it's all possible. Manny Machado just did the the vote of confidence for hitting coaches. I don't I don't think that's going to change. The manager's not going to change unless he walks away. So I don't I don't know who could be fired. To be honest, in the middle of the year. Like I said, you fire Melvin, you have nuked everything. Just completely nuked everything. You fire Preller, that's malpractice right before the draft. It just you have to do this in the, you have to do this in an off season. The only way anybody's getting fired is if they lose like fifteen of their next seventeen games. And it would even happen then it would be September stuff. Didn't Tingler lose his job in September? Or was it Andy Green? Andy Tingler Green in twenty twenty one? Tingler lost his job after the season ended. Or okay, no. so Green. Did he no? Did Tingler lose his job in season? Did he? I think he did. Like the last week of the year, he got fired. Ugh. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember that. I do. I think. Who took over for Andy Green in 2019 for the last like three days? That was uh, either Rob Barajas. I think it was Rob Barajas. I think that's right. Yeah. And then after Buddy was, um, oh God, I'm blanking on his name. In 2015, oh, was Dave Roberts for a game? Oh yeah. Oh, you're talking about um, 2015. For the second fu- half of the year, right? Interim yeah. Manager? Oh, Pat, Pat Murphy. Murphy? Yeah. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Man, they've had some managers. It's one thing they've had. I have found a subtweet on social media. Okay. From Ben Fadden. Yes. Is he ripping you? Probably. Okay. His, he said the Padres don't care and have no fight narrative is so stupid. I never said they didn't Wait. care. Oh, did you did you say they have no fight? Yes. Oh, you did on Twitter? Yes. Oh, let me find this subtweet and like tag you into it. Yes, I saw it. And I I posted legitimate statistics to why I believe they are a team with no fight. And I'm, and I mean like pretty damning statistics. I mean, guys, when this team goes down three runs, it's over. When this team is trailing late in the game, it's over. When they don't score, they are not winning. They are a front running team. Plain and simple. When they score, they win. When they don't score, they don't have no fight. And they have rarely come back at all this year. The caring part, I will never say a team doesn't care. I, I will never say that. But fight? Yeah, it's not there. Something's off. I mean, we're not idiots. We watch these games, right? So if you watch these games, you know there's something wrong. There's something off. Um yeah, I mean, I think they're professional about it. I don't think they're going up there trying to lose, and I don't think they don't care, to your point. Although, how many times this year 
in the midst of a losing streak, hey, it's seven nothing at Dodger Stadium on Sunday Night Baseball. Hey, we're all smiling in the dugout. Isn't this fun? Yeah, that's a problem. I mean, there, there's been some really bad optics with this team, so and some terrible quotes. Awful. Um, yeah, it's it's just been all wrong. I would love to know the true dynamic of the clubhouse. I know for a fact because I'm not an idiot that something is wrong in the clubhouse. We also know for a fact that there are things that like could be off with that team in the clubhouse. Uh, there's just no way that you don't have like, like even like the AC articles because not because I know because I'm there, but because I read, because I watch, because I consume it. But when AC says fissures, when people talk not, about those, like, Hey, they're three and 38 when they score. The, I mean, everything adds up to friction at the very least to not everyone pulling in the same direction. It's one thing. There are bad teams that, you know, if you're bad, it's never going to be a perfect clubhouse, right? I mean, I'm sure the A's clubhouse isn't an ideal situation, would be my guess, or even the Royals, because they're not winning. So it kind of goes hand in hand. But there's there are reasons to believe that the makeup of the clubhouse is not working and it's playing out on field. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it, if there wasn't any problems in the clubhouse, I think things would be different on field. I remember Preller spoke to it. He's like, no, there's nothing in the clubhouse. Just we can't hit. Yeah, when you're, ha when you're having to answer yeah, questions. But, but now, yeah, exactly. That. Who's asking that question? Who was it? Uh, John, John Heyman. Heyman. Like, so yeah. why is John Heyman asking that question? Why is Kevin AC writing their you know, you, know why, you know why John Heyman's asking that question, John? Because it exists. Is because you don't think that people in that clubhouse players have agents that talk. You don't think that the agents of players in that clubhouse have talked to the John Heyman's of the world and the Ken Rosenthal's of the world and said what their player is thinking to prompt these questions that have that are being asked by John Heyman. Of course, that is why they're being asked. And if there was no problems, then these questions would not have been asked. And I, I would, I can guarantee you that those questions are being prompted because of what agents in of players in that clubhouse are telling guys like John Heyman. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I like this from Danny Third. He says, scary thing is guys like Bogarts and Cruz were brought in to help with that. I, I'll say this too sometimes about like a bad clubhouse. I don't even know if it's, a, I don't know if it's a bad culture and I don't know the dynamic playing out, but sometimes it's like one rotten apple can really throw things amok. Yeah. You know, you, we've all, we've all been in a workplace environment or in a school environment where like one person can ruin it for all. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now we all got to be on time because this idiot is always late. Hey, now we all are accountable for this person's performance. Hey, why is this guy? So hey, I've worked with a lot of people in my career, but there's, there's this one guy I just cannot get along with. So it's just, I mean, you know, we watch this stuff. It's just too hard for me to believe that it's strictly on field. It's strictly on field where they have struggled. It's like, too hard oh, for me no. to believe. They just can't hit with runners in scoring position. Right. <laughs> Like, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, I mean, again, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to fathom that they're 37 and 41. They've lost home series to the Royals and the, the Nationals. I mean, that's, come on. I mean, they've, won, just, one, they've had one winning homestand this year, John. Yeah. And we're going to be in July next time they play their next homestand. Yeah. Like, they're going to enter July at, either 500 or below, not above. 
Correct. July. Yeah. Now, again, I mean, not that it means that this is going to happen, but the Braves were 52 and 55. You'll start seeing those comps if the Padres get to 52 and 55. Great. Were they not? They were, but even you said it. Those teams are nothing like this team. And to compare those teams to this team, every every 52 and 55 team in the baseball history has gone Probably on one to has made the postseason. Right. Has gone on to lose like 88 games. <laughs> you know, it's just these are outliers. No, no doubt. And it's great for Padres fans and it's great for broadcasters and TV to cling to that because that's the, like the only thing you can cling to because you can't cling to this team on the field performance. You have to cling to outer things to help you cope. And it's just like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, until they turn it around. I mean, I agree. You know, And if they turn around, we'll look back at the low point and be like, hey, this team was 37-41 and 41, and they went to the NLCS. Oh, yeah. If, they, if this team makes the NLCS... We replaying these things and being like, hey, yeah, fuck, they proved us all wrong, and that's a good right. thing. Glad they did. I hope they do. Like, have some heart and prove us wrong. Make us look like idiots. Seriously, make us look like idiots. Yeah, I, I agree with you. it. I mean, I, I do agree with this. Like, what the hell does liking your teammates have to do with having a good at bat? Um, but but it's not, and I'm not, you know, I'm not really equating the runners and scoring position stat to them having a bad clubhouse but what i am saying is just watching them play day in and day out what other excuse do you have for their overall poor performances like what what are the reasons for the way that they have played this year that are it's just poor luck it's health i can't put it on health i mean what what is it they've run into teams that are always hot when they play them how else can you explain a full half year of underperformance it just happens it's blue moon stuff I mean, they're, you know, it, they're, it's real, by the way. Having spent 15 years riding buses and on planes, I mean, it's real. These are human beings. They don't just fall to bed with numbers attached to them. They're humans. So it's not always all hunky-dory, and they don't always separate. I mean, he was Bob Melvin was asked this by the media that covers the team in the clubhouse today. Are you going to lose this team, essentially? And he said, no. I hope he would say that, but I mean, that these are reasonable questions to ask. Like teams can be lost. Just be like, if they fall 20 over or excuse me, 20 under, are you going to have faith in Manny Machado for the final 60 games of the year? Did you watch 2019? Cause 2019 he quit and he admitted so at the end of the year. And I'm not saying Manny Machado. I'm just saying like, if this gets bad, that doesn't mean that, well, all of a sudden they're going to turn it around because well, luck's on their side. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot going against them right now. There's a lot going against them. Carson, it's thank curious. you for the super. He says Drury's AV is three million less than Cronoworth. I don't know what Drury's doing. I have no idea. Brandon Drury, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna tell you his stats right now, and you're gonna be like, what the fuck? Ready for this? Come okay. On. Um all right. Brandon Drury. In 267 at bats, mm-hmm. is hitting 273 with 13 home runs, 42 RBIs, and an 815 OPS. Nice year. Interesting. Nice year. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Not the greatest numbers in the world 257, 12 home runs, 37 RBIs, 758 OPS. Okay. Better, than most, better than most Padres players. 
Again, I mean, are we off base? I mean, do do we do we collectively think that this is only a product of on-field poor performance, or do we think there's something more than the way they've performed on field? I, I do. I mean, I think it's more than it's more than just John, bad luck. I'm gonna read you a quote. Let me pull this up right here from okay. from Xander Bogarts. This was in Dennis Lynn's article. I think there's also audio of it as well. Okay. And we'll play for that for you to, on tomorrow's show, John Ooh, and Ooh, tease. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Let me find it here. Even though Bogart said that, you know, oh, we don't lack fight, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Um, where is it? He mentioned something about when they go down a run, it feels like the collective team is saying, oh, shit. Which, again, I don't, I'm okay, not going to put that on the clubhouse. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the quote. He said, it just feels like whenever someone else scores first, it's like, oh, shit, trouble, you know, that type of feeling. And it shouldn't be that way, especially what we've done the last two or three days. Obviously, not yesterday, but the days prior to that. So the collective feel is when they go down a couple runs, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but that to me is more like, well, we're tight because we've been in this spot so many times and we, for whatever reason, we haven't come through in those spots. So then, I don't know if that's because, you know, hey, we all hate each other. So now that we're down a run, let's just quit and hit the showers. But like that mentality is not great. No, it's not. It's really not. And that's, that's yeah. As, as Michael Myers said, that's a weak mentality. I mean, maybe they're just anti-clutch. Maybe they just lack the clutch gene for an entire year. And every single time they have men with, you know, runners in scoring position opportunities to take a lead or get back even in a game, right. you know, nine out of 10 times they fail. Maybe it's just and, that. And that's what I'm worried about is that, that the, the, the excuse is going to be like, it's just a one-year thing. If you look at Manny's career numbers in the clutch, he's one of the best clutch hitters in baseball. If you look at Tatis's numbers in the clutch, mm -hmm. he's one of the best clutch hitters in baseball. Same thing with Soto and Bogarts and this and that. So... That's what I'm afraid of is that they are going to be at the end of the year saying, well, this is just a one-off because if you look at the career numbers for these guys in the clutch, they're historically one of the best clutch hit hitters in baseball. So this is just a one-off. We don't expect them to do this every single year from now on. And that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, circular. Thank you. says, look at Rogers stats after he tossed his glove. Could be something as simple as that. And the giants are rocking now. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, we've seen – look at Cincinnati earlier this year. I mean, Cincinnati earlier this year was a below-average team. Call up a couple of prospects. They got one going. Now, Padres, unfortunately, don't have that player. They don't have that top prospect. Now they that's, got, that's Fernando Tatis Jr. He's not a that's prospect. I going to say. They got Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. here, but they're not playing like Ellie De La Cruz, obviously, at this point. So – I mean, we know how the sports work. You got you have plenty of chances. I mean, they still have 80-something games. I mean, they're only an eight-game winning streak away from an eight-game winning streak. But you know the problem with that? They haven't had an eight-game winning streak in years. So it's like, are we supposed to sit around just waiting for September and they're going to go 24-4? and four? Yeah. Or should like, we be honest and say that they've grossly underperformed? There has to be a reason for it, and people should be accountable for their performance from the top down. Yeah, and until they – prove it us otherwise then they're a bad baseball team that's going nowhere fast and this thing is you know 
in quicksand and they're sinking every single day slower and slower and slower until the until this thing is over uh jacob thank you he says he's a dodgers fan who stumbled onto your channel after a game last season and really enjoyed the content and realism and breaking down the padres which players disappointed you the most this season thank you jacob we just had this conversation maybe wednesday or thursday on john and jim i think i said manny you said soto or no you said no, uh no, bogarts no, no, no. yeah yep that's exactly what we said yeah, Manny and, Manny and Bogarts have been awful this year. Awful. I mean, the Manny, like you you mentioned it briefly, just kind of his struggle against right-handed pitching is crazy. If you looked at his numbers last year against right-handed pitching and this year against right-handed pitching, it's like looking at two different players entirely. Yeah. And yeah. Jake Cronenworth, too. Yeah, but Jake Cronenworth... Sure, doesn't have the expectation. Pecking order, it's, you know... But yeah, he's been shit, too. He's been horrible, too. Yeah, like the issue, and you might be like, well, Machado has struggled against right-handed pitching. Well, Machado plays every single day, and 70% of the pitchers you see are righties. So Machado struggles 70% of the time this year. That's bad. He's got to be successful. You know, in 70% of his games, not 70% of his plate appearances, but 70% of his games, he needs to be mm-hmm. successful. I think the best hitter on this team with runners in scoring position is Tatis at around like 280. Which is fine, but... Well, no, I, I take that back. Odor is well over 300. But, I mean, if you're counting on Rugno Odor to save this fucking team, which he right. has a couple times this year, I mean, shit. Imagine if they didn't have Rugno Odor and Gary Sanchez on the team. They'd be 10 games under 500. Correct. <laughs> I'm nervous that my dog is about to go to the bathroom. Is he, like, circling? Yeah, and, he, you know, he's on, like, 50 medications. Oh. Um, real quick, guys. Thank you, Jacob. Um, also, thank you to our friends at Underdog Fantasy for their support of this channel. They've got the seventh inning stretch draft going on right now. You can sign up between now and July 14th. Draft your team. They take care of the rest. They'll set your lineup every week. You don't have to do anything. There are no waivers. There are no trades. They're going to take care of everything at Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com. Seven bucks to enter. $150,000 in total prizes. Closes July 14th. You can sign up right now at Underdog Fantasy or Underdog Fantasy. Dot com or on the app. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Let's get to a couple more supers here that have rolled in. I mean, listen, if we I, nobody's got the answers. The, the answers are there's changes coming if they don't figure it out. And if they do figure it out, it's going to be Quite the second half. The only thing we're doing here is giving our opinion on what we see on the field, you know, and, and what, what we don't we see, see on the field, which is right. any, any, I don't know, any life. No fight. Uh, JD Gatcher says, I got to blame the fans and the media. <laughs> That's the first baseman's fault, the owner's fault, umpire's fault, turf. Okay. You're saying, oh, yeah, it's, it's the players. He's, he's trolling. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Fault. It's my fault. <laughs> it's, it's all Jim. Uh, Sean, thank you for the super. He says, really makes me think Tatis is the attitude cancer. He's shown his immaturity too many times to count. I really hope I'm wrong. I haven't seen anything from Tatis to indicate anything other than he's performed this year. And when you consider the circumstances of coming off the suspension and coming off the injuries and switching positions to full-time right field, I mean, Tatis for me has been impressive this year. It hasn't been perfect, but he's been impressive. Um, So hopefully not, you know. 
is how I would put that, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so either. It just it is interesting though that the last two seasons that he's played have been really bad, like team wise. Yeah, I mean the team's never been good. I mean, twenty twenty, they were good. We okay. Sixty games. He's never had a, they've never been good for a full season with Tatis. Nineteen, twenty one. Nineteen they failed, but also you Tatis could say they was fell hurt. off without Tatis. He was hurt in the final two months. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty one, they just collapsed. I mean, was that Tatis? I mean, it was illustrated mm-hmm. in St. Louis, the Tatis yeah. Machado situation. It is interesting, though. I'm not saying it's nothing, but it is interesting. I mean, you got to look at everything when a team's playing like this. Oh, yeah, their, everything. Their, their payroll is whatever it is, third in baseball. And they're, yeah. I mean, everyone said Jeff Passon says it's the most disappointing team in baseball or, or right there, and that he would entertain, you know, calls on Juan Soto. We said this a couple of weeks ago. Not that you'd move Juan Soto, but you got to listen if someone's calling. Nobody, uh, Ruben, thank you. Nobody mm-hmm. on this team or in, in the franchise is above criticism right now. That's the thing. Uh oh. Oh no. I don't know where you went. Uh Ruben says no one seems to get hyped about great plays or home runs like in the past. Forget the winning. They don't seem to get behind each other's successes. Yeah, it's hard to I don't know, Ruben. I mean, they, you know, they won 10 nothing the other day. Sure, they had lost the series to the Giants. What's happening? I don't know where Jim went. Um, you know, they scored 13 runs Friday night. Things I think seemingly looked good when they scored 13. I don't know. Are you noticing that, Jim? Like, are they I don't think it doesn't look like they're having fun. I just don't know. I can't put my finger on it, and nor can anyone, and that's the problem. Well, here's the thing. like the la- Those two nights where they scored 10 and 13 runs, it's hard to get like super excited about it because you're, you're fighting uphill. So in the midst of climbing up this mountain, like they realize, like, fuck, we, we need to do better. You know, like, we need to keep doing doing this and so yes it's it's at times it's probably hard to get truly hyped if you're doing good things because like you're in the midst of fighting up a a mountain to get back to 500 Mm -hmm. you know like which again i like i've said repeatedly if they ever get eight under i have no faith that they can dig out of that at four it's like there's like I have, I'm, I I can't say it's not possible because I don't believe that. I mean, it doesn't look good right now. I don't think the whole thing's over. But if they get eight under, at some point you're going to have to be honest with yourself and say this just isn't the year. For whatever yeah. reason, they fall five under and then they get to within one. They fall four under, they get to within one. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's played out for the last you know month. So I don't know. I mean, until it's eight nine at eight nine under, you know, if you get close to putting a fork in the team. Yeah, but if you get if you happens. get if you get double digits out from a playoff spot, mm-hmm. that's a you know yeah, how hard that is to come. I mean, yeah, that is like, like a one in a hundred overcome. Yeah, and that doesn't happen to every team. Yep. <laughs> and with six teams making the playoffs, I mean, to get ten out of a playoff spot, I was like, how's that even possible, dude? Really? Come on. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't happen. I think there's six and a half right now. I thought it was seven. I mean, imagine um, if they didn't have a sixth playoff spot. I know. Well, they'd be. Closer to buried. I'd be doubly fucked. Uh, John, thank you. He says, if Melvin gets canned, who you want to take over? He's not getting canned. I don't want to talk about it. He's I mean, not if he walks fired. at the end of the year, the only way he's knows? Yeah. The only way he's leaving or getting fired, he's not even getting fired. The only way he's leaving this organization is if he walks himself. I feel like. A couple of things here that just rolled in, Jim, before we get out of here. I know we've been here for forever. Thanks, guys. Please subscribe if you're here late on this Sunday night, live or on replay. Um, Wazi13 is Manny, a poor team leader, and then followed up two comments later by Circular, who says, I don't think X and Manny get along. Here's another thing to add fuel to the 
AC Fissure, John Heyman question of AJ Preller. He's, he's not asking in like his blog post. He's asking the president of baseball operations about the roster makeup and like the clubhouse dynamic. And then Will Fleming, radio announcer for the Boston Red Sox, told us on John and Jim that everyone knows about the clubhouse issues with the Padres. Hmm. So Will Fleming, who's the Red Sox radio announcer, knows about clubhouse issues with the Padres, but there aren't issues. There couldn't. That's not a possibility. What we're saying It's not a possibility. I think it is a possibility. Yeah, I think you kind of know how I feel about Manny at times. Like when it's going great, it's going great. When it's not going good, it's not the best situation to be in, or for everybody involved. So, you know, sometimes the team takes on an identity of their leaders and you look at this team and they're a very front running team. That's kind of how I feel a little bit about Manny Machado. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it it sucks because he's had, he's had big moments and he's had big seasons for this team and have used the head that wears the crown who knows the true complexion and dynamic that's playing out. But I do know this, he has not helped them at all. You could certainly argue if he was having a year like last year, this team would be a lot better. And because he's struggled so much, maybe this team is where it is. And maybe that's over, overly simplifying it, but you get the point. It's Manny Machado. And he just consistently has not come through. And to have a 706 OPS, I mean, to compare to his OPS is lower than Xander Bogarts and Hassan Kim. And the same as Nelson Cruz, essentially. That's the type of year that he's had for a half of a year. Can he turn it around in the second half? He better. He better. I just I just look at I look at since Manny's been here since 2019. All right. And 2019 was a horrible year. He gave up. 2020 was a good year. He did not give up. He actually led them and was what fourth or fourth in MVP voting? Third in MVP. I forget what it was. He was really good in the short compact yep, of the season. He was. 2021, he had good numbers, kind of, but that thing slid very quickly, very fast. That thing was a shit show in the clubhouse in 2021. And yeah, so the team wasn't doing well. He slid with them. 2022, Mm -hmm. Manny led the whole way Mm -hmm. and and, and pretty much put this team on his back and made the postseason, made an LCS run. This year, Manny's having a shit year and the team is sliding downhill. So I mean, my, how, my, how my, has he played like this for this long? You know, my, I just, I just think that there, if there's, there's a front runner to Manny that when he's going good, everything's great. Mm-hmm. When he's not going good, then everything falls apart around him. Hmm. And that's how I feel about Manny. And if you want to come at me and say that I'm a Manny hater, fine. But sometimes the truth hurts and you need a little bit of that right now. And looking at Manny Machado as the team leader, he's not doing a great job. <laughs> it's not doing. It's not. He's not doing a great job of it. If we're being truthful, yeah. He finally took some accountability on Friday and said, "Hey, this which is which I love, coaches, which it's I on us." Loved, but but he just that doesn't that hasn't words or words, really, man. Machado. Yeah, go out and do it. <laughs> um, all right, guys, join us tomorrow on the radio, three to six. We'll break this, this a down long more. one tonight. I feel like we, this was a long one tonight. We need to get. We need to get. I don't even know if we did. We even mention the game. Like for uh, two they seconds. Lost. <laughs> they lost. Let's see. Seth Lugo lost. Bullpen bad. Defense bad. 
Um, Nationals, good. And um, everybody in the lineup, bad. It's a bad weekend, man. After Friday night, they've done that way too much. Win game one, lose game two, two and three. It's happened so often. Yikes. So often. Yikes. It, you know, it, listen, everyone here live or on replay, you're frustrated. We're frustrated. You can tell from the way we're talking about it. I mean, what, what else can we say? We do this every single night. And it's like, you, you, I don't even know what else you can say. <laughs> I, I really don't. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 3, breaking it down, getting you ready for the series and the road trip, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. You know, half of it, hopefully they can take advantage of Cincinnati. We'll see. Um, all these series and all these road trips and homestands are important for the Padres. Uh, if you're here, please smash the like button for us. Please follow us on Twitter. Please subscribe. Year-round exclusive Padres content. Please support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. If you have auto home runners life insurance needs, click the link in the description down below. Aura, ORA.organic. If you're looking to get healthier, please check out ORA.organic or click the link in the oh. description down below. Underdog Fancy, I won't go anywhere. Underdog Fancy, use promo code PADRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. What do you got? Uh, real quick before we head out, mm-hmm. I have to, I, I'm, I'm hoping that that this was your name. If I, if I completely butchered it, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad with remembering names, but the Padres game Saturday night, me and Aaron were in the uh, team store. We saw one of our loyal listeners, loyal viewers, Brandon. I think that was your name, Brandon. If I'm, if I was, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but hopefully I'm right. Brandon, shout out to you, man. Said hi to me. Says he loved the show. So uh, shout out to Brandon. Okay, well, well, now that you've done that, my little like van. They take you in those your little, little carts. <laughs> they take you in those carts from the ballpark to like the tailgate lot. Yeah. What are those? Like um, shuttles. They're like nice, really nice golf carts. They seat like six. Yeah, it's a, it's a golf cart shuttle. So who, whomever drove me on <laughs> Saturday night, thank you for saying, hey, love the show. Um, Jim, or excuse me, Jones was not impressed, my four-year-old, nor was my wife necessarily, but I was, <laughs> so thank you. And to the Amazon driver, Brian, that let me in his Amazon truck today with my four-year-old son, Jones, who watches this show and listens to us on San Diego Sports 760, Brian, who's a driver in Del Mar, thank you for your support. So yeah, gives me like gives him a shout out there and, and uh, yeah, it was good meeting you guys. Thank you for oh, also here. Uh, Shameless self-promotion has nothing to do with Jim. I just put a link in the chat for my Aztecs wrap-up show. Now that the Padres are four games under 500, I have an Aztecs wrap-up show YouTube channel without Jim because Jim doesn't do anything Aztec-related by and large if it wasn't for me. But if you want more Aztec content, click that link. It is in the chat right now. Subscribe if you're looking for San Diego State football and basketball content. Um, All right, guys. Until tomorrow, 3 o'clock, until Tuesday night, We'll be back in the wrap-up show following game one of the Pirates-Padres series. For Jim, I'm John. This has been the wrap-up show. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.